trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 586, I think. I forgot to check which one it is, but I think it's around about that. I'm Adam, and I don't think the pitch will be ready. And here's Debbie Melrose. I'm allowed to torch, sir. I've got a note. I'm darkness-phobic. And Kirby, miserable sod, Bartlett's own. Oh my god, Maeve's gone! Maeve's lost in the forest, Maeve's gone! There's a man who has got no taste in Doctor Who whatsoever. But let's move on, because uh, we're doing In the Forest of the Night. Um, right now. But before we get going, of course, we have to delve into what's happening on the live feed. And hang on. Six comments. Well, that didn't work. I'm going to click on this thing here, which will then play me about five minutes ago. Oh, no, and I managed to get there in time. So, the live feed, uh, which you can see on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join, um, has the following... Do you mind? Has the following commentation. I'm going to read it top to bottom. Lillian Robin. Hi. Lillian Robin. Tiger, tiger, burning bright. I, the forest of the night. Neil James. Yeah, Good evening, expect- Adam and friends. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Oh, sorry, had wonderful weekends. Oh, here we go. Lillian Robin. Hi, Neil. <laughs> Neil James. Hello, Lillian, with a little rose um, emoji. Hello, Lillian. That- Hello, Neil. Me. <laughs> Forgot to write. Get a room. <laughs> and this comes in. Oh, let me press one button. And Drury says, I see you've reached the not-so-good episode that lacks enough threat, and for some reason, they don't just catch the tube home. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the scenery was nicer. Neil James, glad you're feeling better, Debbie. Thank you very much. I am feeling a lot better. I think I, I overdid it. I, I would say it was it was your play that, that terrified my heart into being stupid, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's... A... <laughs> It's a long-standing condition. <laughs> hmm. uh, and here we go in the forest of the night. I don't know what the lyrics are. I go walking in my sleep. What did you say? I go walking in my sleep. Are you trying to butt into my my song? Yeah. Hmm, not very nice, is it? Uh, for some reason, uh, iPlayer is refusing to play. In the forest of the so Kirby, you could find yourself in a, in a position of. Uh, oh no, it's going to play it now. Bad luck. In the forest of night. Right, so it begins after a little Even trailer of, a trailer of Doctor Who stuff, which is now Master? on the screen. Master, Master, Master. Yes, just something. <laughs> what? Yes. For, for, forest idiocy, kids, uh, stupidness. The end. That sums it up. Can you, can you, can you tell him off, Deb? What we were watching. <laughs> can you tell him off, please, Deb? Right. The episode begins with some very pretty um, shots of uh, little leaves and forests. I'll and tell you what, actually, and... the, the, art, the, the shot set up in this with all the, all the foliage is amazing. Yeah, I did look at it in great detail. I thought there was a bit, some of it was a bit sort of, uh, let's chuck a, a sort of um, a prop in the background, like a, 
No, I just mean the way they set up. There was some weird stuff that just sort of just lying in the background in a random sort of, oh, right, this will show that they're in in somewhere in a city. Just one item. It'll come up later on in the show. I I didn't really, I didn't notice it until this time. Mind you, this is only the second I've watched it in ten years. But uh, anyway, so there's a little girl, little (laughs) red riding hood, little red riding hood running through the forest, waving her arms around. Um, with some camera angles that are used quite a lot now, but they were quite innovative in those days. Uh, and then um, here she she arrives at the TARDIS. I love the way the Doctor comes out and this little voice from below. But he's sort of looking around as if there's nothing there, and then he realizes there's a tiny, tiny little girl who's made to look even tiny, tinier by certain camera angles. But it's quite cute, nevertheless. I don't think she'd be old enough if she was that tall um, to be in a, a, a comprehensive style school. But never mind. Each other. Anyway, so he invites a very uh, sort of um, you know not. What's the word for it? Into the TARDIS, you know, it was, a bit, it was a bit dodgy, old man, little girl, TARDIS, never met before, etc., etc. Inappropriate. But anyway, so he, he takes her around the TARDIS, and she seems to be quite clever. And um, moving on a bit, sorry. Uh, oh, and then she leaves the TARDIS with the Doctor in hand. Have you noticed also with that scene, the TARDIS is about a couple of steps higher than it normally is. It's, they have to really step down out of it when they, they step yes. out. They've sort of raised the level of it a bit. Maybe to try and make the little girl look even littler. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, they then the, the, yeah the the girl says about he says something and she says oh but we are in the city and of course the camera pans up to Nelson's column. Uh, they've obviously cleaned it. There's no bird so shot very, shit on it. Very very fake looking Nelson's column. There's no bird shot shit on it at all. Um, but yeah, it does look, look quite cool with all the, the foliage everywhere. And then there's a title sequence, and then um, the uh, Mr. Pink's group of children, uh, actually Mr. Pink and Miss Oswald's group of children, uh, are camping out in um, a museum. Master? Not the master, no. Not it's, it's Missy at this this particular era. Yeah, you know, ten years ago we were still speculating uh, who Missy was. We were going, it's got to be the Valley Yard, uh, Master. Well, every time, ago, we, every time we get a new new um, protagonist, we're like, it's a Valiard! <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. Sadly, the Valiard has indeed um, died. Carry on. Oh, it's me. No, I'm doing Valiard it. Has, has regenerated. Any, anyway, oh, uh, ten years ago, you were uh, baffled by the concept of a sleepover in a museum. Was I? Yes. Well, I've never heard of them before, to be fair, but no, I haven't, no. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, my, my, one of my best friends um, has done the one at the Natural History Museum, says it's amazing. What do they do? I, I wish they had done that sort of thing when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, snap. Hello, hello, hello. You'd never have got me out the the Natural History Museum ever. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. What do they do on these sleepovers? You get to look around after hours. You get um, they they usually put on some late night talks for people and um, workshops. They also will feed you and you get to camp out. Um, you choose where you camp most of the time. Cool. And museum, and you just get to spend the night there, and you leave before they open in the morning. Sounds like fun. Yeah, they, they uh, have like I know of the one that they do at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, uh, you get 
some people get to sleep inside of the fake tornado and yes yeah yeah i've seen i've seen that <laughs> and all kinds of stuff you know for for a few years back for a while a few years ago they had someone win a contest several years in a row who would who would actually stay in the museum for several weeks oh, and do, do uh youtube videos from in there i don't know why they stopped Anyway, back to the episode. (laughs) No one shouldn't have asked the question. Uh, Yeah, so um, Clara and the the ginger girl find this sort of tree slicing, and the girl makes a comment about that one of the rings is very, very, very. Is that is that that particular girl the one who was Peppa Pig for? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, probably was. Her voice is absolutely superb. I absolutely adored that girl's voice. So uh, now you said Peppa Pig, I've, I've picked that up from there. She's not Peppa Pig anymore, obviously, but. What a brilliant voice she has, so it's understandable. I'm sorry, no, you hated it. I don't give a tinker's cuss. I think her voice was great. Anyway, um, so onwards they go, and then they try, they're just about to leave their sleepover, and they can't get the door open because um, it's quite like the, 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 the night caretaker bloke who's pressed his little pin bad thing of umpteen numbers and, and uh, thinks that it hasn't worked, so she, he's going to just about do it again. <clears throat> and Mr. Pink said, no, no, they did open a little bit. Let's give it a push. And, of course, they go out, and there's a forest. And then the camera zooms out, and it's a, a very green earth, even on the sea. It's green, but of course there, there are uh, planting that's, that's, things uh, in the sea. Something we determined. Yes, we did. I didn't determine. pay much attention to the science this time around because it's rubbish. Oh, there we go. Um, so anyway, back to yeah, and then a doctor and a little girl are still in the TARDIS and uh, master, 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 master. Yes. Uh, the 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 double decker bus that you see in the background. Uh, first of all, it's it's fake. It's a, a cardboard cutout, but it also has an advertisement on it for Doctor Who. I didn't see that, but thanks anyway, Kobe. Well, I didn't um, see right. <laughs> so Peppa Pig. I mean, sorry. Um, uh, the the girl. Uh, there's one of the boys. Um, is supposed to be a bully, but um, doesn't actually do any bullying in this episode. Just, no, you just hear right. about it. Um. And then there's a shop of uh, says Cromwell Road. Did you see that bit? As the camera is panning out. <coughs> yes. Uh, Cromwell. Oh, there's the bus. Yeah, I just saw a quick glimpse of it. And this is a, a good example. Of what I was talking about just sort of random things just sort of dropped in the forest to make it look like they're in the city, like a underground sign and a little bit of a fence and a sort of backdrop of a uh, some sort of building of some. Um, First viewing, I didn't notice this obviously back in the day, but now I've sort of, uh, I've had even on my iPhone, which I watched um, most of this episode on my iPhone at work during my break. Um, I, I noticed it then, but I do think it, I do love the cameras and, and stuff and the, the prettiness of that side of thing. And of course, Lawson's comment bit looks really, really good, uh, apart from the fact there's no bird shit on any of the uh, the um, lions or the. I know they clean the lions down, but they certainly don't climb up uh, Nelson too often. No, they did that on Blue Peter once, and they John Noakes went up to the to Nelson and cleaned off some bird or pigeon shit from the top of Nelson's head. Yeah, the the lions are, according to the uh, extra, uh, the lions are the exact size of the real lions. Cool, aren't they? Um, and then of course we meet Maeve's mum, who's um, still at home, hasn't realised that there's forests everywhere. And uh, we've got to mention that she actually seek, sought out the doctor. I said seeked. That's not quite good English, is it, Debbie? 
<laughs> anyway, they find the TARDIS uh, and they have a little discussion about Peppa Pig. They, have, they find the TARDIS and there's a little discussion about Peppa Pig and, and um, stuff like that. She has got a good voice. And then she, she's very clever. She finds a tree stump with no rings in it because, of course, that's the reference to the, the rings in the tree cutting in the museum because these plants have grown overnight. Because they've had to grow overnight to yeah. protect the earth. Yeah. Because what's from the, happening from the is the world's slowest uh, solar flare. Be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Should take no more than se- than seven minutes. Okay, whatever. Um, well, it does start at the beginning of the episode, and the Doctor's looking at the this flare um, about to erupt and stuff. So, never mind, Kirby. You really are taking too uh, a science fiction fantasy TV show into. Uh, too much Master, realism. This, I know this it's supposed to be educational, the, the, blah, blah, blah. What? This was voted the absolute worst Capaldi episode okay, by Doctor Who magazine. Oh, dear. Well, Doctor Who magazine um, oh, right. doesn't mean to say every single person that watches this episode feels the same. They probably do, though, to be fair. But anyway, um, I don't think it's as bad as <laughs> it makes no, It's just a bloody... It should have been a Sarah Jane Adventures episode, to be fair. Yeah, but, the, uh, the sister thing. I still don't get the sister thing. No, I don't get it either. But I it doesn't bother me too much. Uh, I do like the, 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 the forest jewel. I don't understand why Nelson's column falls down. Well, maybe the trees pushed it down, but... Uh, uh, it's um, a science fiction fantasy TV program. There's no mention of that, and they must have put it back up again. <laughs> And also the other thing I was quite disappointed with this episode, that there's no sign of our, our good friend um, Ellis George uh, in, in the episode. I'm sad that she's not in it. But this is a younger group, obviously, from the school. So, anyway. Yeah. So, moving. I, I don't think we've seen her again. I think the, the, No, the... We don't, I don't think we do. And then while, um, while Maeve's mum is riding around the forest, there's just a random sort of traffic cone that just parked next to a tree with no sign of any other... Traffical desire devices that I can see, but anyway. And then, um, while well, they're trying to find Maeve, um, a, lo- a, a load of fo- foxes, wolves appear, and uh, Maeve starts flapping her hands around her face. And then, um, some um, people in sort of weird, sort of silver outfits start trying to burn the leaves, which don't stay uh, alight for very long uh, because the trees can stop the fire. I wish they could do that now, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, come on, come on, trees. Yeah, Yeah, this time, this time, (laughs) since I hadn't seen this since ten years ago, this this time I did notice that there are three wolves and not two. Uh, That was that was one of Debbie's questions when Uh, you you did the question. Yeah, I was looking at my questions. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, because the wolves approach, obviously that makes Maeve scream, which allows um, the Doctor and uh, Clara to find her. And, of course, she thinks she can't get through, but there's a, the gate. She opens the gate up. It's a very large, that, that, wide... That was my favourite part. What? Where, that uh, Maeve goes through the gate. But are there very large gaps between the bars? I reckon any of those wolves yeah. could go through those gaps. To be fair, but no, it's the whole the whole joke where uh, Clara is going to lift her over and yeah. she just walks over to the gate. Yeah, that was that was funny. That's been used in many things, though, isn't it? That particular joke. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oldies but goodies. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, don't, I don't do I don't. Anyway, uh, anyway, the wolves then run off in, uh, afraid because there's a tiger, and I do like the idea that there's there's animals running around London because of the you know, the zoo's been sort of the, the gates and stuff in the zoo have been flattened by the by the trees and that so that's quite good and understandable uh, and then 
Um, Mr. Pink scares off the tiger with the flashlight. Yeah, I call it a flashlight because he's flashing it, Kirby, not because it is actually a torch. But um, yeah, I thought it was a torch. And it, it, isn't this? Don't we lose Mr. Pink next week? No spoilers there for anybody who's uh, joining us for this journey and never watched the episodes I'm, where we're going to. I, I, I'm so, so glad. <laughs> be quiet. But anyway, Doctor <laughs> wants to know why why Maeve is flapping her arms around, uh, and then he uses sonic screwdriver to tune into some sort of thing that nobody else can see, which shows these little these little sort of lighty tadpole things uh, floating around. Uh, Should have been like... the uh, the Narada. Oh, okay. Anyway, but this is the scene I noticed. They should, Look, they should have just stripped Maeve to to the bone. This what? Never mind. Um, uh, this is the scene I was talking about. I noticed the weird stuff going on in the background. Random deck chairs, um, Halloween um, sort of cobwebs that are really you can get from B and M for very cheap. Uh, I think I bought a load from M and S for about twenty five p at the end of last Halloween. So I've got loads of those for fantasy con. Uh, and who else have we got in the background? Oh, a a random sign. Uh, don't know what it's there. Oh, oh, oh yes, a Union Jack. Very low down Union Jack. Just to show <laughs> that they're in London because it's where Union Jacks live. Um, so, yeah, the Doctor sort of uh, communicates uh, with these tree things. And he's now decided after this that Earth is done um, because, obviously, the solar flares come in. Uh, these plants are taken over and everybody's going to die. So she, he offers... The chance of saving some of them. No, Clara's not impressed. Clara's not going to leave Danny. Danny's not going to leave Clara. And um, Clara's not going to save the kids no, either. No, not going to save the kids <laughs> either because the kids want to be with their parents and stuff. And then fortunately, um, Maeve's mum turns up. And, um, and, and I like it's the not scene. Clear, it, it's not clear if the kids realise that they're going to die. Well, it's because they weren't told at this stage, um, but they were. But like, anyway, they're told about that. Never mind. Um, yeah. So um, Maeve's mum. Uh, I haven't got to that bit yet, but. Uh, Clara says goodbye to the doctor, basically, and uh, when May's mum um, finds Maeve and they have a cuddle, all the other kids, oh, I want my mum. And one of the kids says, well, I sort of want my mum. I can't remember, something like that, you know. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I did like that because it's sort of, um, he didn't want to show that he really wanted his mum in front of the others because he wanted to compare, appear tough. Um Yeah, and then, uh, then the doctor leaves them all behind and then realises, hang on, Solar flares hit the earth before, and what what was happened? That what happened then? There was trees and there were different. And he suddenly realised that all these trees are there to protect the earth from the solar flare. And um, yes, yeah, so that's basically. Yeah, I don't uh, remember this actually happening in real life ten years ago. What? I don't remember this happening in real life ten years ago. What are you talking you about? Thought... What are you talking <laughs> you about? We would have remembered. I don't know. I think he he's gone off into his own imagination. <laughs> Me, <laughs> or him. But anyway, so, so that um, the 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 foliage and whatnot saves the earth, and everybody's happy, and um, and then um, Doctor and uh, Clara sort of go off and watch uh, watch it all happen from space, and uh, also Missy is watching it. Um, watching from space as well and all the plants sort of evaporate well. messy is i just don't we got we are speculate <laughs> be quiet um yeah that, that's essentially it. oh yeah when well, then um uh, may uh, sister reappears uh, uh, at thin air yeah I, I didn't quite understand it was just a romantic idea i suppose um i i least... think they cut something someplace and i didn't even bother 
I remember reading afterwards some plot point that got cut, mm. and I didn't even bother trying to find out what it was this time around. Okay, well, we've done the episode. I think I'm sure you'd be rather proud of me at this stage. Um, <laughs> right, so... Yeah, yeah this, was, this was great. Right, okay, so this episode, I, I know and understand why people don't like it. Okay, so if you just look at, at it as a sort of, you know, just a bit of cuddly, nonsensical viewing when we've had episodes that are cuddly nonsensical in the past which you just sit down and watch and just look at stuff and think that's pretty and there's a little bit of a story behind it uh, it's a harmless story to be fair um the jeopardy being that earth's going to get destroyed by these plants or by the solar flare or whatever um so that that's the whole jeopardy of the story i guess and apart from you know, potential of getting eaten by tigers and, and wolves and whatnot but in the in the <laughs> larger scheme of thing i don't think it's that bad i just think it's just a just one of those i mean there's episodes of doctor who i think well i never ever want to watch that one again this doesn't sort of fall into that category i don't mind watching it i'll put it on and and, and enjoy it i think it's just a harmless bit of fun to be fair um it's not the best ever by a long way it's not the worst by a long way but it's sort of, i'd say but put it between middling and sort of bottom but it's just it's it's okay. It's not that bad. I think people have been quite unkind to it. To be fair, um, I think obviously they they could have written something better for this slot in the show. I don't. I'm not a great fan of child actors. To be fair, they have to be very very good to impress me. Uh, but I did like a couple of the characters in this particular tale. Um, but on the whole, it was okay. We still got a grumpy doctor, but that's what Moffat wanted for this series, I suppose. Uh, so I'm just going to be have to accept I'm going to be in the in the minority. I still haven't found my bell, so nobody's going to get a ding or anything. I dread to think. It'll what did you think of it then, Debbie? Bell. I was going to say I've got a bell if you need it. No, that's all right. I've got a digital no, bell. No, it's downstairs. Here I'll bring it round. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I've got a digital one here somewhere. Uh, yeah, um, I watched this episode again today, second time in ten years, no. and. Um, I was trying to see if there was a bit more to it than last one, because obviously, I did, as Kirby said, I did the questions last time. and I just, It's like they're trying to make a commentary on, on where the earth is going, um, overheating and things like that. But it felt fell so flat making the point. And I just I not what just was 10 years ago as well. I wasn't sure what what they were trying to make this into other than just a, a padding episode. And as you say, um, kids. Uh, basically, the kids rule this episode, definitely. And some of the comments are just... And the script is just quite hilarious for the kids. Hence my quote at the beginning. I thought thought the cinematography in this was sublime. I'm, I'm a big fan of greens anyway, but I absolutely love love the way that they, they lined up some shots and things like that. I just thought that was good. And the music as well. And um, I'm all for a statue coming to life, like the Weeping Angels, but the lions and things like that. It's just, it's, you know... Hang on. What what do you mean statues coming to life? Um sorry, I was talking to Ina about the idea that the lions came to life instead of the wolves is what I meant to get to. No no none of the animals came to life. No. They all came from the zoo. They came from the zoo. Yes, but we were talking about the statues coming to life to make it different. Oh, I, I got you. Not that okay. that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that was a potential. So I do that's... apologize. I caused confusion. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but we thought it would be better if yeah. 
say the lions come to life or the models in the museum and things like that you know just yeah, not a, bad, a, not a bad idea debbie have a word with uh, miss stephen moffat <laughs> but just yeah, just to see. I said to they should, they should have pulled in Robin Williams to. Well, you know, I said I said to said to Wilder, what would you do to make that episode better? Because she thought it was a bit like bland, and uh, I, I said, well, we're just building up to this big grand finale, so we're just treading water. And I feel Moffat does that a lot, where we just seem to tread water with the with the filler episodes, but it's really obvious that here we go, it's a filler episode, and it's like no, 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 no the storytelling should be more across but yeah i just i tried to get more out of this episode than i did last time and fell flat unfortunately but i'm very much looking forward to uh to the grand finale right all right before we, we move on to kirby because you know, we might just know he's going to say i didn't like it and then we move on to his his feedback <laughs> section right then neil oh, done neil uh leo thomas matthews hi adam how how have you been mate uh very good thank you leo uh, and uh, you can come down to Fancy Con if you if obviously went up to New, Newcastle uh, seven years ago, however it was. So come down to Fantasy Con where you can meet some Doctor Who people. And uh, Lillian Robin says, I notice Maeve's... Is that how you spell Maeve? Maeve's mum is wearing a butterfly dress and Maeve has a butterfly book bag. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not that that means... So not that that matters. I simply noticed. Well, well done. And I apologise for my inability to read English. <laughs> Kirby, over to you. Uh, this is... Uh, the. I think that you may already realise that I really dislike this Do story. Do you? It's, it's my, my third least favourite story behind uh, the... Uh, Forest of the Nine. The, the, oh, the, the, uh, bad plot and uh, Benny! Benny! <laughs> Orphan 55, which is the worst Doctor Who ever. Uh, but still, I, I, it's the kids are good. I like the kids. Uh, the forest setting is good, although it doesn't make it, the just planting little bits of London around. Uh, just is weird. Um, it, it makes no sense. I still don't understand the whole business with Annabelle. Uh, why is Maeve running around flapping her hands? Because she's got those little white things floating around her and she's trying to oh, brush the, them the away. Va- oh, the Vashta. That's how yeah, she keeps she's, she's the, seeing being, the giant Yeah, she's, she's keeping them from eating her, I guess. <laughs> it's just... Eh. I, I'm glad that I don't ever have to watch this one again. Although if someone invites me on a no, what a surprise! Well, you know, there wouldn't be any point in inviting anyone if you're going to slate it so badly. <laughs> if someone invites me on a podcast at some point to talk about, it, I will again. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Oh, really? Now, because the, the, any Doctor Who is better than most everything else. That's my line. Stop. That's, cool. That's right. That's my yeah. line, and it's copyrighted, so <laughs> shut up. All right, we, is that it? Have you got through? So I guess so. And, and let me... let me. You, you seem to not want to let me refresh the page. Which page? In case someone puts something else up. What? I for, don't I? For reading the comments. I don't? Why, why would he stop you doing that? Oh, he likes to make me out to be evil, he, Debbie. He says, are you ready? 
Yeah, yes. but don't 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 you understand right now? Adam's always grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, that's it. Are you, are you ready then? Uh, are, you, are you ready for me to do God. it? Yeah. yeah, it's been ready for since about six o'clock this afternoon. Stop it. <laughs> Mr. M says, who do you want to talk to, Monty Don? In the Forest of the Night by Frank Cottage Boys. <laughs> well, 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 it was all right. I like the idea, but hmm. In a lot of ways, this doesn't really work as an episode of Doctor Who. There is no villain, no threat, and no sense of jeopardy. I've, I've mentioned the jeopardy, and I've mentioned... Well, the villain is the jeopardy, isn't it? So I've already done that bit, so that's incorrect. The, the world's slow. Yeah, it's the world's slowest. Uh, so be the quiet. Are all, are, the kids are mostly annoying, and nobody really does anything. However, kids are for, annoying. However, for the most part, the story is largely in, in, inoffensive. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The escaped animals are rubbish, though, and Maeve's sister emerging from being some shrubbery is just odd beyond <laughs> all comprehension. It's not. Oh, it's, it's a fantasy. Bloody, oh, my God. Science fiction fantasy TV show. Fantasy. Coleman is yeah, under, under, was extreme. Fantasy underscored. Though I do think there would have would need to have been more adults around to supervise all those children. Yeah, you wouldn't overnight. be able to take that many out on a school trip with just, like, two teachers. Science fiction, fancy TV show. <laughs> 4.5 out of 10. Next time, Did You Missy Me? Hooray! I love uh, somebody uh, named Neil James. Permission to squee! Why are you, why are you squeeing for? <laughs> Someone called Neil James. He's oh, a fabulous okay. actor, don't you know? Did, 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 you, did you squee when seeing him on stage? I, I don't know if she wants sat next to me, so I couldn't tell you. I, I was <laughs> sat, I was sat next to a very nice looking lady though, so I was quite happy. I didn't know which way to look, uh, left or right. Down towards the front because I can't do stairs. In uh, the forest of the night, I've always loved Doctor Who in the woods, and these are good woods. But is this a good episode? <laughs> Not really, is it? <laughs> Wolves and tigers are pretty cool, and the visuals are lovely. But this school trip story is basically a load of old bollocks. <laughs> I think it is definitely the big clunker of the Twelfth Doctor's opening run. Absolutely. This series has been a frustrating experience. Capaldi is clearly a wonderful Doctor, and none of these stories in Series 8 are really terrible, but none of them are great either. There's a couple of great ones. Oh, I'm looking forward to next season. That's going to be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. If, if I may inter interject, uh, the Mummy episode is fantastic, uh, in my humble opinion. Any. But none of them are great either. Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith all had a couple of bangers in their respective first series. Capaldi deserved better, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Let's see if the finale two-parter proves me wrong. I really hope it will, or I am Dr. Idiot. Well, the thing is, though, right, Debbie, you've just sort Two. of slightly contradicted yourself. <clears throat> Two stars out Debbie of five. Debbie said, just a few moments ago, uh, I love his second series. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm pretty sure you said that just a moment ago, Debbie, didn't you? Yes, I prefer it. But yes, but, I... oh, now she's backing out of it. She knows I'm going to reference the. To this one. Yep, 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 yeah, yep, yep, you yep. know I'm going to reference the. Oh, no, um, I'm sorry. This is where the, the Clara becomes Bill. the Doctor. I love Bill. I love mm. Nardle and Missy joining uh, the crew. Excuse me. Is just a Bill and Nardle are in his third series. This yeah. Is... Well, that, that's that then, not second. Ah, so. I win. I win. I win. 
It's not a communist. <laughs> it's right, it is. I don't know if you've noticed this, Debbie, but uh, Adam is kind of grumpy at times. Yeah, uh, how yeah, dare yeah. you? We need to remind each other several times. Do you know what? Changing the subject somewhat, I, I was listening. Because. Uh, the podcast streaming services that do our thing, it's so difficult to go to old episodes. I think you can go back to a, probably about episode 500 or something like that on, on the, uh, the the Apple version of whatever they do now. So I thought, oh, what am I looking on streaming places to, to listen to my own show? I know <laughs> I've got all of them on the iCloud. So I, I went to the iCloud, went to uh, randomly to episode 450 because I can't remember where I'd got up to when I was listening to them in the car. I thought, put a 450 on. That turned out to be the Awakening episode. Um, and uh, it went through as as, as we, we normally do, although the review of the episode went on and on because I kept on getting interrupted. And, it, you know, bearing in mind it's a two-part story, actually, it's... Who was interrupting than, you? Yeah. But <laughs> um, it came to a thing called, a part of the show called You Won't Get This One. Which was absolutely fantastic. And I really yes. don't understand why it was stopped. It really is it's almost, it was like the highlight of the show because the banter levels are bouncing off the walls and it was it was funny. I, I'm, I'm not going to go back and do it again because I haven't got time to faff around, but it, it's, it's such a shame that that particular feature, because it was sort of changed and adapted for reasons of keeping it fresh and whatnot and having a laugh and, and stuff, but... It stopped you, somewhere you along the way. You could theoretically go back and use the ones that you've done before. Well, no, I, we I, used well, to. I, promise, I bought. I, I bought. Promise not to thank you. Uh, yeah. cheat. Yes, thank you. I bought the um, Trivial Pursuit questions. I've got two packs of them specifically well, for doing. You won't do get this one. There's no need to do the like. question per episode. No, because I had the, all the Trivial Pursuit questions uh, specifically no, for no, the show. We stopped because no. we ran through them all. No, we didn't. Honestly, we didn't. We stopped well, because and, Mary freaked us leave. Master? Yes. I like the idea of, of Debbie maybe doing the uh, the stories, doing the That's the fine. I, that's a nice idea. But because she did she did an excellent job 10 years ago I'd, on this story. Yeah, I know she did. What I took the... weird random things to make sure you watch it. I know. Very that. weird oh random things. God. <laughs> I know that. What I'm saying is the reason why we stopped doing it is because Mary threatened to leave and the show wouldn't be the same without her dulcet tones. Mm. So I had to weigh up the uh, pros and cons, you see. Uh, yeah, Mary got very, very fed up with it. I got a bit fed up with us just doing the general knowledge questions because I wanted to be more but that, specific. This is a, yeah. The episode I'm referring to was a general knowledge one. It was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but as I say, that's that's in the past now. Yeah, I did think of another... No, I, I think oh the, my the God. funniest bit about it was you getting wound up. <laughs> no, it was me... Um, uh, um, oh, never mind, there's quite a lot of funny stuff about it. No, but I did come up with an idea today uh, after watching a very, very good sh- uh, series on iPlayer called uh, The Traitors Australia. And they can't pronounce the word traitor. They try, but they just can't do it. So I thought we, I could uh, literally create a, a quiz for this show called The Traders, where you have you have a list of traders, one of which might not be a trader, and you have to guess which ones are the actual traders. Idea for a show. What, what are we trading? No, you, did you not hear me? <laughs> did you zone out for a bit? So I actually explained that <laughs> extremely <laughs> eloquently. Right, so I have a find some traders. I was making a little joke, sir. It wasn't very funny. In fact, not very. Take the word very out. It wasn't funny. Um, 
Yeah, so that might be a good idea for a quiz. Um, find out, find some traders. Like, so you could say, oh, um, what year did Sainsbury start trading? Trading, you see, because they started off as a market store. And now they're a massive supermarket. Uh, um, things like that. All around traders. Come oh, on, Deb. Well, that's not very Doctor Who-ish, is it? I don't care. It's a great <laughs> idea. All right, then. Any more, Kirby? When did Woolworths start? Yeah. Uh, or when did Woolworths close? Let me, let me refresh. Uh, I, obviously, there's. I can always annoy you by saying. Uh, hang on, hang Ian's, on. Ian's script is there. You can always annoy me by saying quite a lot of stuff, Kirby, and you um, quite <laughs> regularly do. Um, right. <laughs> Debbie, so, I sent you. Some, hang oh, no, on, let me not, see then. if there's anything else. No, there's just three I comments. I'll do. Oh, Deb- let, oh, let me see if there's anything over on the Isle of Wight. Hang on. What? We're on the Isle of Wight. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I also asked for feedback on the other uh, Facebook group. The Isle of Wight cosplay and Doctor Who page, yeah. No, not the cosplay one. You'll get into trouble no. with Robin if you put anything of that on there. And, he, yeah. and then he won't come along and, no, and host I, our cosplay I asked for feedback, but nobody fed back. Right, so can That's I get on then? I'm trying to get used to the idea that we're there. So Twelve we just, people looked at it. Oh, my God. That's what I meant. So we just wasted a whole minute on that particular part. All we had to say was, yeah. right, there's no more. Let's move on to the next bit, which we're doing right now. Debbie, I'm pretty sure I sent you some um, something you to have, uh, dictate. Yes, I've got some feedback here. Lots to enjoy in this one, but so many holes. How did Maeve escape the Natural History Museum? It was locked and barred. Oh, no, is that little red riding hood running through the woods? No, it's London. How I know how she escaped. Trees... She was little. Carry on. <laughs> how come there are trees growing on top of the Atlantic Ocean? Not only They're that, not the poles trees. green. In fact, all the seas and oceans are covered in trees. They're not trees. It's algae. They're not trees. For God's sake. Algae and plankton. Like no, they didn't. A sleepover in the Natural History Museum. Nice. Everyone, this is the doctor, and he's going to sort everything out. Isn't that right, doctor? Well, having looked at everything, the answer to that is no. He always <laughs> says that he's, that he's clever. Oh, I yes, I am very clever. But what use is that to trees? <laughs> oh, dear, they killed Nelson's column. The gingerbread house didn't appear. The eyes in the trees are not wolves. They are big cat's eyes. Oh, dear, the nexus for the forest is in London. The trees saved the Earth. What about all the satellites in space? No communications, no satellite oh, TV. dear. Danny was a soldier, was he? Oh, no, not Missy again. Still no explanation. Mm. We just know that May's sister Annabelle Arden would come home. Next up, Dark Water, so at least Missy meets the Doctor, Linda and Terry. Thank you, Linda and Terry. Thank you, Linda and Terry. Thank you. Well, good evening, Tony Megabuzz, having me here. It's uh, ten to six, so let's go and jump to the Battle Force pages, blah, blah, you know, the score, you know, and yesterday, yeah, you know, I did. Didn't do part of it yesterday, because I might drown. Um, but, uh, yeah... I need to get back into that. Anyway, I did watch Fires of the Night yesterday, and um, yeah, it's it's not bad, I suppose. Thank it? you, it's, Andy. It's an interesting concept of story about the uh, the fact that you know, a group of trees, well, a large group of trees, save the world from a solar flare. Um, you know, so obviously what you've got is you've got, you've got sentient trees. That's uh, quite interesting. So uh, I wonder how on earth they do that. Uh, you know, is there some sort of a global uh, awareness that the trees have that they know what's going to happen with the uh, with solar flares because that's what it turned out to be it turned that's out to be um, protecting the earth from it and it's um yeah and it's, it's different isn't it um i think what is interesting it's the relationship obviously developing relationship between danny and clara that of course we sadly know goes absolutely nowhere fast 
Um, but it is interesting, you know, seeing you know, Danny as, you know, a, a proper teacher. You know, I, I come from a family of teachers myself, so I know what it's like to be a teacher and how people really do have um, a real... <sighs> A real need, you know, to, to be a teacher. You know, it's something. This it's not just the job you do. You have to have a real, uh, real feeling for it to being a teacher. And it, it clearly, Danny has in you know, the way he looks after those children. You know, and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to come back to him. Um, and it's interesting, of course. You know, they see, you know, they they don't realise all the kids see exactly what's happened with them because kids do adapt to kids, though, and then they all talk about it. So there you go. Um, but it's interesting with the uh, the maid, the child, child who is a bit um, obviously she's got issues. Um, and uh, she actually sees these they're like bugs, aren't they? In a way, to uh, to uh, you know, to, that, that's what this is happening with these these trees. Um, I think as well the bit at the end where she does the message out to people and they put it on the global networks. Um, are they really going to believe? Is the world population really going to listen to what about an eight, nine, ten-year-old girl or something like that? I mean, it really just that's the bit I don't understand. It doesn't really make sense, that, does it? Um, but uh, the bit about having a sister coming home and then the sister does reappear. Um, what is also interesting is about the, term, the fact that people will forget this. I mean, I suppose it's the whole point of uh, what's happening in Doctor Who is that all these things happen, like the, the battle of um, between the Daleks and Sidemen at uh, Canary Wharf. No one remembers that. No one remembers anything. These things just disappear out of mind. And uh, that's all part of the way the, the Doctor works, isn't it? You know, people will just forget things about it. And the interesting bit is the, the relationship between Danny and Clara about, you know, he wants to, uh, Danny wants to know, you know, what is this really all about? Come on, can you really be, you know, be serious with me? Tell me what is actually going on. Tell me what's actually really happening, because uh, he doesn't trust the doctor. I think he, I think in a way he respects him, but, uh, you know, he knows what the doctor is capable of doing, as a lot of people do. And he doesn't trust him for, you know, like, bringing Clara back to him. So there you go. So that's what that was all about. Uh, so all in all, yeah, it was an interesting. It was fun. Not the best, but not the worst. You know, one of those that sort of are just a uh, uh, near episode, isn't it? Anyway, until next week, be seeing you. More or less what I said. Well done, Andy. You would have got a ding if I could find a bell. My finds are a shit where, ding. Where is your bell? Uh, here we are. Here we go, Andy. Grab one of these. <laughs> no, that's a digital ding. That was a recording ding. Yes, it's my digital ding. A record my ding. My backup ding. Very good, Kirby. Oh, you won't get one because I can't be bothered to replay it. Very good. That's really good for you. I'm impressed. So, anyway. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Hello, Twenty Megabyte Podcast. This is Ian Kirk. Hello, Hi. Ian. In the Forest of the Night by Frank Cottrell Boyce. You need an appointment to see the Doctor. Once more in fairy tale territory. It begins with a little girl in a hood, like mm. Little Red Riding Hood. I said that at the start. She is chased by wolves, but they are chased away by a tiger, which is chased away by a torch, flashlight. <laughs> this story was less annoying than the last time I saw it. The title is from an old poem about a tiger. Shooty Gatwa, the current doctor, was also in a TV series with a schoolgirl called Maeve. A worldwide forest has sprung up overnight and caused chaos. Its bark is worse than its bite, <laughs> as it has arrived to protect the earth from a solar flare. Afterwards it will magically vanish. 
Danny Pink previously had a life of excitement and danger, and he gave it up. He wants Clara to give hers up. Bye for now. Uh, right, thank you. And did he say that the title of this episode was uh, In the Forest of the Night? And, of course, it wasn't set at night, was it? Which is uh, interesting. There we go. That, we've we've done that bit. Woo-hoo. Nothing coming through on the live. Oh, no, no, no. I thought something came through. Then I, I got excited for, for no reason. Uh, right, so next is on the next segment of the show, which should be the, uh, the Doctor Who news, which I f- somehow feel is not going to have anything in it. We're going to have a look anyway. Doctor Who news is oh the new episode oh sorry um edition a new issue as they call it I think of Doctor Who magazine 601 it's got Shooty on the cover uh, and Time Lord style I've got a funny feeling this Doctor is not going to have a costume it'll just be wearing what it wants to I'm going to say it as in the Doctor it oh that sounds awful the Doctor oh. You know what I mean. I'm not going to go back and re-say it, but it does. There's a little piece on Michael Jason, Louis Jameson, um, Abdul Kiss. Oh, never mind. Um, name I can't pronounce. And um, costume designer Pam Down discusses uh, dressing the stylish new Doctor. Um, and that's it, because the next one down is the, the passing of Pamela Salem that we talked about last week. Not a lot of Doctor Who news. Fan TC Con news. Uh, right. So we've got. Um, I obviously did finally get round to announcing uh, Jenny Linden's return to, to the event uh, yep. after having myself done some more research on her amazing career. If you look at her IMBD, yeah, she's done a hell of a lot of stuff. You, you keep finding uh, useful ways of announcing Doctor Who guests in a way that they're not obviously Doctor Who I'm not being funny, though. She's want, done one Doctor Who movie. Have you not seen what else she's done? If you look at the percentage of Doctor Who she's done in her career... It's less than 1%, Kirby. Yeah, but most uh, actors I associate with Doctor Who, I've only seen them in Doctor Who. Mm, well, she's she's a BAFTA awarded. <laughs> BAFTA nominated for Women in Love uh, and appeared uh, in The Persuaders twice with Roger Moore and Tony Curtis. Uh, that's just to mention a small amount of what she's done in her career. Uh, Has she done anything right. recently? No, she's... She's in her eighties. I know some actors do sort of act. Oh no, no, and... just, I was just asking. You know, as in if she guested in anything no, like. Well, like she went. Did she did Fancy Con in twenty nineteen. Does that count for anything? I can try and well, do. An, I can try and do a scene. Well, I'll ask her if you wanted. Can I act in a scene with you, Jenny? And then we can put it up somewhere. Uh, and then we, we can say that she's done something in twenty twenty four. If that would make everybody happy to that she's still performing, I'll see we what can I can put do. Together she, a small she, scene. She lives in in Denbridge. We might have to put a, put a scene. <laughs> Um, yeah, so well, the other thing is that uh, a friend of mine whose wedding I did many years ago called Tasha, uh, she has just started up a wrestling company and she's going to bring a, a ring and some wrestlers to FancyCon 4 uh, just to sort of demonstrate some wrestling and hopefully train people how to do wrestling moves in the ring and stuff like that. Oh, that'd and, be crappy. My, my daughter's boyfriend loves wrestling. So yes, well, this is wrestling. So I think that's going to be great fun. It will replace the humongous um, gladiator pit, which people were used as a bouncy castle, and one oh, that injured was a themselves. Winner. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this this is obviously going to be um, minded by wrestlers. So it, it, the safety levels are going to go up somewhat. So that's going to be quite a good fun. Fantastic I know a lot of, this time. <laughs> a lot of comic cons have actual wrestlers as guests so it, it is sort of uh, consistent with uh, comic-con activity so i'm quite excited about that yeah, and if, if you ever watch uh, videos of uh 
Dragon Con here in Atlanta. Yeah. The first night at Dragon Con has a big wrestling thing. Good. That's thank you, Kobe, for um, underscoring my my delight in doing something exactly. fairly innovative oh, uh, it, for, the, for this particular. Event. One thing that that amazes me about thinking of my childhood is that when I was about thirteen, my parents would would drive me over to the local uh, arena or whatever you called it. Drop me off with my best friend to watch wrestling. Just give me a few bucks and I'd go and watch professional wrestling and <laughs> and then call them for them to be, pick me up. It's very odd when you think back on it. Absolutely. Well, bearing in mind, I was talking about a wrestling movie, wasn't I, uh, last week uh, with uh, Zac Efron in. So I'm not a massive fan of wrestling, but I have. Uh, we did a we had a family holiday at Fullness Bay. Uh, couple of years ago and uh, there was a wrestling um, entertainment within the complex there we all went and watched it and had a great great fun bantering with the wrestlers and uh, my, my father-in-law was having a sort of sort of play argument with one of the wrestlers who, who was sort of picking on him and calling him granddad and stuff like that so I, I, I see the entertainment side of it uh, I see the skill in it um, and uh, I, I think people are going to really enjoy yes. it Master, master, yes. master. Can I let you in on a secret? You're a wrestler. It's, I know. You're a wrestler. It's it's fake. No, is it? But don't you see that? <laughs> and a lot of don't you see that the the, the skill of, they can still injure themselves even if it's fake. Oh yeah, they can you know. get killed. Oh yeah, no, if they get it wrong, they yeah. they could die. Yeah. yeah. So it's There's an incredibly skilled and entertaining um, medium of entertainment. I just hope they don't try the throwing themselves out of the ring thing because they're going to hurt themselves. So that floor's really hard. I know they'll probably put safety pads down by the side, but there's there's people, you know, in the event. Um, the other thing uh, I don't know if I've mentioned before is our cosplay competition is going to be hosted by uh, Robin from, uh, is it Master of Disguise? And you bought, he's Disguise. an extremely um, experienced person with regards to costumes and hosting cosplay competitions. So he, he hosted our first comp- cosplay uh, competition in 2019 one of which i was a sidekick for to him and I, I, i've got a picture of um, one of the cosplayers who was cosplaying uh, the fourth doctor giving me a jelly baby uh, so that was quite a pleasant memory uh, for me personally um but he's really really good because paul wilson's gonna host the rest of uh, the stage proceedings and then he can chill out with his hopefully his family will be there and maybe looks look at some wrestling and and watch the cosplay competition and stuff like that. So that's quite exciting. The other thing, of course, I may have mentioned before, is the Joker Squad returning. Um, and uh, so, t- because uh, we, we've also got to try and get some Star Wars stuff going on, so I haven't quite uh, uh, sealed that yet because there's things in the pipeline. But we've more or less got the guests we wanted now. So I don't think there's going to be an awful lot more, unless something amazing happens or we get offered somebody, you know, for a really good value that, uh, whatever. Um, we're not going to get any more guests because we seem to have done that in advance um uh, we've got a meeting with red funnel on thursday uh, hopefully with a renewal of the sponsorship of that which would be great because i'll get them across the aisle away uh so all in all um things seem to be ticking along quite nicely uh, before we've even had a meeting but uh, <coughs> there we go oh sorry i didn't mean to make you cough so that's the Fantasy Con news and um, the What We Watched This Week uh, section of the show. Now, this is really tricky because 
Last film I saw was the the Bob Marley film, uh, which is One Love, or Bob Marley One Love, I think it's called. And I think I mentioned that last week, so there's no point in me mentioning it again, but if if nobody listened to last week's show, it's a great film, go and see it. Um, Been watching lots of reality shows this week because they've all decided to put them on at the same time. So, for instance, um, the uh, Married at First Sight Australia, uh, which they seem to have ramped up the entertainment levels on, Traitors Australia is absolutely brilliant. I, I think it's uh, you could even say it's better than the, the British one. That's it. Series two. Sorry. I don't watch it, Kirby. Don't worry. I don't oh really know what he's talking God. about either. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, but do you think it's just us lot that listen to this show, or do you think other people who might be like Robert watches uh, Traitors? So be quiet. A lot of anyway. people watch Traitors. I just don't do um, reality well, TV. I'm just trying to say uh, Traitors. Australia Series 2 is on my iPlayer and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, don't miss it. And I, I have to say, you're... things like MasterChef. Um, oh, no, that's not my cup of tea. I don't like stuff like that. I don't like cookery shows. Bake Off's okay, but I'm not a great fan of cookery shows. Um, I was alluding to the fact of the cookery shows, but oh, back in my day, a Saturday morning entertainment was Tears World Swap Shop and all those sort of stuff. Now they put on cookery shows. Uh, in, in yes, Saturday there's morning. no kids programs no, anymore. It's all cookery teams, shows. It's just, so, it's just Saturday kitchen. <laughs> it's rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Even the dog gets bored watching stuff like that. And the dogs love food. But anyway, um, I was talking about, oh yeah, what we watched this week. So, so various reality shows, like I said, it's uh, Traitors, um, Married at First Sight just started up. Big Brother starting up on Monday, the celebrity Big Brother. So I think my time for, for watching stuff is going I don't know. Uh, it's going to be. Eccleston has been confirmed. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, is he? Oh, good. Well, that definitely what makes it worth watching, then, doesn't it? I like Christopher Eccleston. He's a very nice chap. I've met him once. He shook my hand. The Daleks going to turn up. What? Big Brother. The Daleks going to turn up. Okay. Um, what else have we watched this week? Have you forgotten Christopher Eccleston's story arc, where he ends up on Big Brother? Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. Ah, thank you for reminding me of that yeah. one, Debbie. I didn't know. I'll try to work out what you're on about, but yes. So that means, of course, Anne Robinson will be on there as well, is she? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you could be off. I'm trying to say what I've bloody Sorry, been watching. What have you watched this week, Adam? There you go. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, yeah, Lego Masters uh, New Zealand is on, but it's a weekly episode, so I have to wait watch them weekly. Uh, but I've actually gone back to watching the UK version of the show, which isn't as bad as I expected it to be. So that, that's, current, that's what I want to watch. Thank you for, for confirming that you built uh, Unit Tower. It's not finished yet. I've still got to add the, the characters. So, so by, putting, by putting that TARDIS up there, it made it Unit Tower. I've taken the TARDIS down. It's only there for that photo. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, there's, I've, I've still got a few characters to uh, attach to it. Uh, the Hulk refuses to attach to the broken window, this is, which is designed for him to hang out of. Um, so I've, I've just got a little... The, the tower's done. It's just the, the characters and the minifigs and how they go around it that uh, I've got to do before I move on to my next build. Um, I was talking about something else. Stuff I've been watching this week. Oh, Antidex, something like Takeaway, I watched that today. Uh, so nothing really major, nothing drama-wise. It's just been, oh, yeah, um, The Voice UK, which was on months ago. I've just started to watch those episodes now. And it was a very charming series, that is, too. Uh, so on the whole, nothing that I don't think that anybody would be particularly interested in, to be fair. I'm trying to, you know, divert people's minds into, um, di- um, into watching certain shows, but... Um, if I think of anything while Kirby balls, I mean, Kirby says what he's uh, talking about. Well, I'm going to be them. very short. Go on then. 
because I re- remember I don't tend to find a lot of time to watch many shows. I've been watching football. Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> this this week for the Geek Daughter and I uh, did um, we caught up with Young Sheldon. Oh damn! Recent, I forgot about Young Sheldon. Yeah, the 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 most recent season uh, episodes one through three. Yeah, I'm having to wait for Isla to catch up with me where where I am to where I am on Young Sheldon. <laughs> My biggest, I, I like Young Sheldon. My biggest problem is is that uh, Young Sheldon sounds nothing like regular Sheldon. Oh, that doesn't matter. Of course, that makes all the difference. <laughs> Remember, he says he changes his voice. Mm. Yeah, I know, I know. Lillian Robbins says you should invite an actor named Neil as a guest. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, is that it, Kirby? Yeah. Come on then, Deb. You're the, the <laughs> you're the um, one of us that spends most time uh, being able to watch TV. So I do try to, try. but most of the time it's mm. whatever I was watching at the moment. That's my company. <laughs> so you know, I'm, I, I watched a lot of that when I was a kid. I don't really need to watch that now, but. Um, I'd watched uh, this week, well, obviously I wasn't on last week, so I was going to say we went to this amazing play called The Haunting, and it was epic, and Neil was fabulous, and it was wonderful to meet him. Obviously, I was very poorly that weekend, so I couldn't say that, but I just wanted to say, I, I hope you agree, Adam, that it was very well done, and there were genuine jump scare moments, and uh, yeah, just absolutely loved it. I thought no. the set was fantastic. No, it was rubbish. <laughs> you meanie. <laughs> and honour, to, honour to meet Neil as well. They're absolutely fabulous. Which one was um, Neil? I, this week I've been watching De- quite a mix, actually. De- I, I De- really enjoyed a documentary. De- which on one was my... Neil? What? Which one was Neil? Lord Grey. Oh, bloody hell. Never mind. <laughs> What? Were you trying to make me say? No, no, no. You said it was pleasure meeting Neil, and I said which one's Neil, but never mind. Carry no, on. Who's <laughs> trying to make me say something else? Um, I watched, yeah, a really good documentary on the miners' strike. Uh, nineteen eighty-five, six. I can't remember the date. That's just wrong. I should really, um, because obviously I'm from Yorkshire, and it was nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, um, and I remember. Not much, because I was six, seven then. But I remember it being difficult to get into into Yorkshire because we were we went the way where the pits were, and obviously people were picketing. And I remember being stopped in in the car and you know being asked what where you're going. And uh, obviously we were going to see my grandparents, so we you know we were allowed through. But there were lots of people being stopped and turned round from the picketing. So that that was it filled in a great big knowledge gap that I had because no one in my family, it, it didn't really affect my family as uh, on a personal level, but it, it obviously affected everybody um, in the country with power and things like that. But uh, yeah, so I watched that. And then obviously to, to uh, balance that sort of thing out, I've watched quite a bit of Red Dwarf again inside the factory and um, obviously, I'm watching um, Great British Menu, which I will obviously talk about until that they've they've finished and done the final, because obviously it's three episodes a week where they winnow down the the cooks. And um, we've also watched um, watched finally got to watch Wonka this week. And oh, uh, oh yeah, Hugh Grant is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I love him. I love him. And um, we we're hoping to go and see. Um, 
June too as well. And um, but yeah, we've we've most most been iPlayer this week really. And then anything I tend to watch on Netflix is either um, how to be a cult leader or how to be a mob boss. I absolutely love those. They're narrated by Peter Dinklage. Are you you planning on being a mob boss? No, but I just love the way Peter Dinklage narrates it, and it's just wonderful um, insights into different mob bosses and things like that. It's just, it's just a great series. How to be a, a dictator how to be a mob boss and how to be a cult leader. And on Netflix, they are fantastic. And, um, yeah, obviously, I've watched a bit of Young Sheldon and um, finished the week, really, on watching Trainwreck Woodstock 99 again because I think that that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a lesson worth, worth taking when they try yeah. to do Woodstock, but with all the all the anti-bands that I was into in 1999 certainly wasn't a peace and love vibe. It was let's, let's trash the place vibe. And uh, that's what happened, unfortunately. I suppose I should mention that um, in regards to retro stuff, uh, that bag of uh, uh, tapes that I got back out of my mother's house. Oh, yes, um, yeah. There's some that. really interesting stuff. I was, I was watching something and I was thinking, blimey, that, that's 30 years ago. And some of those people are still around. It was, what was I watching? Some of them, not only are they still around, they look much the same. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's part of the, the amazing thing about watching these old tapes. Well, not just seeing the kids as they were, when, uh, you know, especially Alicia, because she had the most of it filmed. But um, you sort of forget. You know they were little and you had interactions with them as, as little kids, but then you see them and it really brings back the memories of the persons they were when they were little. So obviously people are completely different people when they're children. It's sort of like that's an obvious thing to say, but it, it's a, having those sort of connections with your own kids when they were little, it, it, it's something that sort of fizzles away in your mind. But when you've got a recording of it and there's lots and lots of recordings of, of Alicia like that, those tapes are so precious. I'm so glad that I still had them. And these are the original tapes. So they're the most pristine recordings I have of it. And um, there's some really, really lovely stuff. And there's um, like Deb and I going to Ibiza before the kids were born and um, remembering that holiday quite well because of the video. But the, the, the video that is on the tapes, I haven't edited down because there's a thing where I left the camera on the side and left it running. And it's just filming nothing. So there's lots of bits like that where I've, I may have, when I put it on the master tape, edited out certain bits. Like there's the camera on the, left on the thing just to film Alicia playing in, in the room, maybe talking to herself or, to, you know, making voices for toys or whatnot. I would have edited that out. This is all there. And it's really, really lovely to have. Um, unfortunately for Isabella, um, video in my mind sort of, became a bit of a backburner thing because I was more into photography or back into photography and stuff like that so most of the Isabella stuff when she was sort of of, of a sort of mid-child age about seven eight is, is, is little videos on my phone and stuff like that so it's not it's just little bursts of video rather than elongated stuff I'm rambling a bit here I know but but these tapes is my it must be well you're taking a trip tapes. down memory lane they're great yes. tapes uh, there's so Amy much fell good into stuff. the ground <laughs> no, was, alicia never said that um but it's things she like the drama down to the, ground. the drama fell down to the ground there's the drama yes. stuff that my, i did with my friends before the kids were born and stuff like that um 
which I, I plan to work on and, and edit back into what it was originally supposed to be. Because I know Dan Tucker, the the, the, the co-writer of the the production, um, he did edit it in an editing suite at the college. But I, now we've got all the current you know things available to us quite easily. It's like our gunshots on our video were basically the click click of a of a gun. So we had no way of dubbing over a a, a powerful sound of a gun. So when um, Dan produced another thing, which I played a gangster in, he actually bought blank firers and used those. Obviously, they made massive loud sounds, of course. Then they'd interfere with the picture of the, the on the video. So every time the gun fired, there'd be a little quiver across the screen because the camera didn't like the overload of sound coming in and hitting the tape, so it would make a distortion on it. So the... the the best way would have been, of course, to dub over a, a, a gun sound over the um, the, the click-click of the, the, the fake guns we used in the first two films. But um, all that stuff, and it's things that bring back memories, which is why I did video in the first place, especially doing wedding videos. It, it's just holding the memories of potentially people who are no longer with us. Uh, but sadly, my granddad died before I got a video camera so I haven't got an awful lot of him and I'd love to have lots and lots of, uh, of video of my my, uh, my dad's dad granddad you know but yeah it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to put a tape on it's almost like a lucky dip what part of the, you know the the mid 90s early noughties is on this tape um uh, it's, it's just wonderful it's sort of it's like the new yeah. cine film isn't it but can you believe 30 years ago it's just yeah, I've, I've got to go back and you know, and uh pull stuff off of old that's what uh, she said camcorder stuff yeah you have to because tapes die yeah especially I, I'm, I'm looking up the at a clear container that's just got all sorts of old uh yeah. videotapes in it that yeah. the tapes die the hs tapes die quicker than camcorder tapes but the camcorder tapes go brittle and just snap and once they've snapped they're very difficult to get back together again uh, and the little mini dv tapes they, they they they're irreparable if they go. So anybody who's got old um, home videos on, on VHS or on camcorder tapes, get them transferred to digital file as soon as you can. Um, it is a service I provide, but you don't have to come to me. Um, we had my mum and dad's wedding video done, and they were married on the fourth of April up in Doncaster, and. Um, it snowed and the oh. priest was wearing this cloak and there's a there's a bit where he's walking down and his cloak's billowing behind him and my uncle goes fucking dracula yeah. <laughs> it's like i said last week deb but no obviously i posted on youtube that Sorry, when we met john pertwee uh, but that that video that i posted on youtube was taken from the the backup copy on the copy off the vhs i've got the original oh. camcorder tape for that now and it's, it's a slightly better recording i'm not going to re-upload it to youtube but it's it's quite precious to have that and there's also an interview i did with ali sorry alistair um years and years and years before we did the podcast uh where I'm in his room, we're discussing Doctor Who, we're discussing his artwork, we're looking at his artwork, and that video I hope to put into uh, onto YouTube at some point in the cool. near future. Mm -hmm. It's a great video. I remember the interview really, really well, because uh, when you interview with one of your best mates, it's, it's quite easy. You can talk quite relaxed and comfortable and ramble, and it's lovely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. It's very long, but 
very interesting as well. Anyway, so next time I'm going to check my calendar to see uh, what's happening with me next Sunday. No, oh, I'm, Debbie, I've got a Debbie. bridal show on yes, Saturday. Yes, 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 yes. You, 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 you missed last week because you were feeling poorly. Uh, how did, did you go back and watch Flatline? Yes, I did watch Flatline. Good girl. <laughs> what did you think of it? <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time round because oh. obviously I was nitpicking. Uh, mm. But yeah, I did absolutely. I love the the idea of the artwork coming to coming to life and just just I love that yeah, idea. But, but, but Debbie, that was done fear her that the artwork came to life. No, it isn't. Yes, it did, and fear her that the artwork came it to life. It did fear her too. Yes. Okay, fair enough. But this now, are we are we doing both? Uh... Hang on, Debbie was still talking. I'm sorry. It's okay. As far as I'm that line was all right. It was better than the one we watched today. <laughs> Anything's better than what we watched. Uh, stop it. Ma- ma- master, mm. are we doing both Dark Water and uh, Death in Heaven together? Are they one story? Yes. yes. And essentially, the essence probably we will be doing that, yes. Also, I don't want to do individual episodes of, of stories that are you know, I don't want to break up stories, basically, if that makes sense. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very mixed with Dark Water, Death, and Heaven. Oh, so dear. How sad. We'll Never mind. See, we'll, see, we'll see how I approach it next week. Oh, dear. How sad. Never mind. Right. So, for the benefit of the viewers, I can pick up my phone, which is currently that we're at the camera, and I can take it over to... Uh, oh, God, you dropped it. The, uh, the, the, the Avengers Tower here. So, if anybody's watching the live right. feed right now... Uh, we'll see the Avengers Tower. Are um, we doing it uh, March 10th? Ah. Doing what March 10th? What are you on about? The next one. That's the next schedule. In case something, unless something um, comes along. Hang on, I'm just doing the thing. Um, so it's sort of, you know, it's got some detail on the side there. Oh. Uh, like I say, it, these are these uh, are the characters uh-oh, here. Uh oh. Uh oh. There's the characters there that need to be added and placed in the correct place so that that's that and i can turn the camera back around again and plonk it in the usual place uh sorry about the clunky noise that's me putting the camera <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> uh, when does time change for you it changes next week for us uh, uh, week last after. sunday in march yeah a couple of weeks after i think we have mother's day first i thought you were a connoisseur of the of well, british time patrick's day is coming up too hmm uh, I'll, I'll, I guess we'll I'll have to. We'll it. work it out. It's always the, isn't it the last Sunday in March that I'll. Hang on, I just thought of something, Deb. You said you watched June two. Yeah, I'm going to. I haven't watched June two. Yeah, you're hoping to go. You hoping to see June two? That's what you said, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm hoping to see March the fourth because uh, that would be quite nice. I think so. But I suppose looking ahead to June is is a quite a positive outlook, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Uh, March the 31st. Good grief. We're gonna be, I we're got gonna... it. I got it, Adam. Don't worry. <laughs> your, 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 change, your time change is March the 31st. So that means that we're going to have uh, one, two, three weeks where we will uh, How will Kirby be cope? kind oh, of uh, weirdly off. I, I need to let Mary know. Okay. I'm sure she's aware of it. Don't worry. Okay. Anyway, right. So... Uh, so, right, so until next time, uh, thank you for listening, watching, taking part of the show, those two of you that did. Until next Aww. time, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, fancy pants. Scarecrow.
The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production, sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music.